Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Hey there, and welcome back to Grounds for Discussion. I'm Laura. And I'm Becky. And this is the bonus episode. Bonus episode. Of Unbroken. Unbroken. (laughs) Just can't help yourself, can you? It's ridiculous. Well, we do love to do backup in our family. I'm a backup singer, you know. Um, so yeah, so this is the bonus episode. Yes. Are you excited? Welcome. welcome. Are you excited? Yes. <laughs> I am. Um, so yeah, so last week we kind of went over um the plot and some points of interest, that kind of thing. Yes. But really I still feel like it was necessary. I yes. mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I know we really, all we really did was just kind of give a really long synopsis. Really long. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it felt like I needed to. I felt like it, yes. you know, yes. requi- I feel like this book required that. So, yes. What we'd like to do this time is just kind of go into some of the themes and some questions that we mm-hmm. just kind of have for each other, the things that we were wondering about yes. and what the other thought about those things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, Beck, do you want to start out and just kind of dive in and sure. tell whatever, yeah. whatever you want to come up with there? Yes. So as I was reading about the end of his experience in Japan and the dropping of the atomic bomb, it really... Um, I wouldn't say it changed my opinion necessarily, but it made me think differently about them dropping the atomic bomb. So I was curious, as you were reading that, did it change anything in your mind or make you think differently about what they chose to do, how they chose to do it? So, okay, I'm going to go back just a little bit. For me... um... I've, I've had different views on that throughout my life. So mm. when I was younger, I remember in college, um, it was on a lifeline team. We talked about like, what must the Japanese have thought mm. when we dropped those two bombs? Did they think it, it was a, br- it was a brand new technology. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, everybody was racing to be the first one yeah. to figure out how to do the yeah. atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, the POWs were in awe. They had no idea what this was. Right. The, the guards had told them that, you know, the city, a city had been bombed with one bomb. And they thought, oh, they must, they must have got the story wrong. Mm. They must have meant that it was one plane and it dropped a ton of bombs or yeah. one or yeah. one squadron or whatever. And then they, they said, no, 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 one bomb. Uh-huh. And I... <sighs> I remember talking about that and somebody saying, what must they have thought? Did, did the Japanese think that we had an endless supply of these things? Mm. And is that why they surrendered? surrendered? Mm. And I remember thinking at that time, I mean, again, I'm really young. I was just thinking kind of of the power of the American military, I guess. Mm. And just how we had really come into our own as a nation as far mm. as like being able to defend ourselves mm-hmm. and technology wise mm-hmm. and how how strong we ended up by the end of that war. And mm. so that's really how I thought obviously I you know I I wasn't immune to the idea that like tons of people were killed right. and that this was right. still a massive tragedy. But 
I think I thought more about like, you know, we were able to do that. And even though it was sad, it, it ended the war and, and it was necessary, blah, blah, blah. Well, as I got older, I think things tend to become more complicated in our brains mm-hmm. and we can handle the nuance a little better. And I more and more saw it as the tragedy that yeah. it obviously is. Yeah. Um, and that was always kind of more uppermost in my mind the older I got. And, of yeah. course, having children and thinking yes. about what that would be like as a parent. Yes. Or, um, you know, it talked in the book about they dropped flyers saying, mm. you know, we're yeah. going to bomb here. Get yes. out. Yes. But they weren't allowed to leave. Mm. You know, the, the, the officials, you know, took all the flyers. And they, yes. you know, they... they tamp damp, tamp down on it and you know yeah don't tell anybody and don't you know right. shut up about it that you know if you if you want to be loyal to your country you're, you won't say yep. anything and you're yep. gonna stay where you are and you're gonna keep working and you're you know mm-hmm. and they had a fight to the last man mentality yeah um and just the tragedy of what that would be like as a japanese person mm-hmm. not to have the option to get out yeah that's not an option for you um, so that kind of came, came later in my life. Mm-hmm. And then after reading this, I would say it kind of reopened the door of, would they have surrendered any other way? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, they just kind of kept digging in. Mm-hmm. They just kept digging in and yeah. saying, no, we're not going to surrender. And they had been losing for a long time. hmm and yeah. you just, I mean, I don't, I mean, I would never say that that was the only option right. or that it was necessary or that it had to happen that way because I don't know that. I really right. don't know that. I, right. It just made me question, would they have surrendered? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like they just were like, no, we're going to, we will not surrender mm-hmm. no matter what you do. Yeah. So it opened that question for me again yeah. of kind of like, yeah, I don't know if there was another way. I really, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What did, What about you? Did it, well, what did it see, do for, for me, you? I feel like I was more, I more thought of it as a tragedy to begin with. Okay. And, uh, you know, thinking about those families and those children and... Yeah the huge amounts of lives lost and let's be honest not a lot of people who were christians right you know so they didn't know jesus like you know so and the continuing effects is not like they dropped the bomb and right okay well that sucked a bunch of people died right i mean the radiation that went on for decades Mm -hmm. the the basically generations that were lost Mm -hmm. the you know i mean yeah. It's it's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um and then once I read this, I thought of it as yes, it took a lot of lives. And I don't want to be callous about that at all. Yeah. Um but at the same time it saved Louis's life and not just Louis, it saved a lot of people's lives. Right. So that is the worst, nastiest <laughs> part of war, saving and 
and giving up of lives. Like, yeah. like how who, can who, you make how those is one decisions? Life more important right. than another? How do you get to right. how do you get to decide that? Right. You know, and that will never be answered. That right. I mean, you can't decide that. And right. thankfully, I never have to decide that. Right. Hopefully, you know, but it did make me think of actually those those POW you know, guys that would have died if it hadn't been for that. And I never, ever thought of, thought of that. So that just kind of really made me think in a different way that I didn't even realize was possible. You know what I mean? So what you just said made me think too about you, you said you don't have you don't have to make those decisions and what it must be like to be, um, you know, a general or someone Mm. who they literally do. They have to decide which lives are more important. Mm -hmm. And frankly, they don't necessarily have the option to choose the Japanese lives. Right. Um, Right. You know, and, and they talk throughout the book, there's several different parts where um, some of the men talk about, um, you know, having to make a conscious decision, like the the gunner who's um he's a side gunner in Louis's original mm-hmm. squadron and um on his on his team in his you know in his plane, and when they're getting shot up by the Japanese and he um has he's literally he can see he saw the, the, the other pilot yes he can see his face he sees him he's got a white mm-hmm. scarf on and he's yeah. you know like and he's like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. I, that this is my duty. If I don't, my men are all going to die. Mm-hmm. Every last one of us will be dead. Mm-hmm. And how, what kind of responsibility lies on the shoulders of the people who mm-hmm. have who do have to make right. those decisions of which life is more important? Right. And I cannot. I, I can't imagine that. I can't fathom no. that. Mm-mm. No. It's tragic. Yes. Horrible. Uh, yeah. It makes you think just how like our society is so soft like we have never had to like in recent decades we haven't had to fight you know we haven't had to send people to war we haven't had to I mean I I guess 90s we do it's just more um it's just more selective like um it wasn't and it's, it's not, not as, like a world war right. is what i'm thinking i right. guess like and it's not out in, as out in the open because we still have airstrikes and things yes. we still have things happening and there's still people who are making the decisions whether someone's gonna live oh or die. yes it's just very much in the back rooms yes we don't always even know about it mm-hmm. and that's almost scarier in a way mm. Yeah. All the things that are happening, kind of boardroom decisions made behind closed doors about who's going to live and die, mm-hmm. that just doesn't affect us as a mm-hmm. society because it's not aimed at us. Right. And that's tragic, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes you think a lot about, you know, who we are as a society and and what it would be like if we had to face that. Yeah. What would we be like if we yeah. had to face that? You know, it's just interesting, but very sad. Yeah. Very sad. So, yeah. Anyway, that was my question. So, 
I have a question for you about the bird. Yeah. Um, I guess it's more specifically about his mother. Hmm. So the bird is a bit of an enigma because, frankly, we don't get that much of a picture inside his brain. We see mm-hmm. it from Louis' perspective and how awful he is mm-hmm. and just how much he tries to, on purpose, grind down these men. Um, but we don't get a ton of insight into his brain. We get mm-hmm. a little bit afterwards, after the yeah. war ends. Um, sounds like maybe he kept a diary or something mm-hmm. almost where we have some words that he'd written down. Yeah. And so I don't understand his upbringing. I don't understand mm-hmm. why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because his dad left him when they were so young. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But his mom, we don't get any word of her feeling anything about what her son is or has done or anything. And maybe she yeah. didn't know. You know, because I'm yeah. sure he didn't come home and say, hey, mom, I totally, you know. But she did know that um, he was But she knew he was, he was wanted and, for war crimes. Right, right. Um, so, anyway, she is brought to this body to identify whether it's her mm-hmm. son or not at one point in the, in the search for him as right. a war criminal. Um, and she identifies that it's him mm-hmm. and it's kind of put out in the papers and everything. Okay, this war criminal, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Did you think that she, like, do you think she just said that it was him so that they would call off the search? Or did she, was he not looking himself and she couldn't tell for sure if it was her son? You would think that a mother would know her if it's her uh, son. Right. Uh, based on just the little that we know about her, um, she was willing to meet him in secret. She never gave him up to the authorities. I I would say she probably she probably knew it wasn't her son. That would be my guess. Um, just because I mean, you do think how could you not know? Like how right. could you, at, Unless and he was horribly she... disfigured, like, right. but I don't think he was. I don't think they said anything about that. Right. So I I think she might have seen it as a way to protect him. She was protecting him all along. So. Yeah. Whether she thought he had, a, he had done anything wrong or not, mm-hmm. she still never did anything proactive right. for him to be. Right found Mm -hmm. so in the end she went along right so if you can put your son's face on him you know and think would i give up micah would i give up graham if he wanted to if if there was you know these rumors of him doing things wrong and i don't know if he did or not and i don't want to know i just know that he's my son and i love him yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know what that would be like. Right. I, if she really didn't know that it was her son, uh, I, I guess there's a slight possibility of that in my mind. The only thing I can I, think is, I, I don't know how long those bodies had been there. Maybe he had started to decompose right. or something. That's all I can come up with. Yeah. Maybe he had but started to, that, like, you I know... know you know, I know my son's chin. I know my son's, you know, there's certain yeah. uh, features that 
I know if he has birthmarks, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What do I was you just think? curious. I really couldn't tell. I was kind of like, I, I didn't understand her brain to begin with. So mm. it was very hard for me to understand what, what was happening there. I'm mm-hmm. like, did she? Did she just see that as an easy out? Because mm. what were those authorities thinking? Of course she's going to say yes. Right, right. You know, I mean, you just laid that in her lap. Right. I mean, so I, I just, I didn't know. I, I couldn't figure out why they would even ask. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you know, ask somebody else who has no stake. In, but she's got all kinds of skin right, in the game. Right, right. I mean, it <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Sense. Like, mm-hmm. but anyway, so I did I didn't know for sure. But it seemed like she didn't she didn't seem that concerned about mm-hmm. his war crimes. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Because to me, I'm gonna go, son, I love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. But whether you've done this or whether you haven't done it, just turn yourself in. Mm. You know, if you haven't Turning done yourself anything, in though means death. Turning yourself in means death. So I can't honestly say what I would do as a mother. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know the right answer is. I would hope that I would say turn yourself in because if you really didn't do anything, then Then they'll find that out and Mm -hmm. you'll be exonerated. Because some of them were, but the thing is, you are putting yourself in the hands of the enemy. You're hoping the enemy will be kind mm-hmm. when, let's be honest, <laughs> the chances are good your son wasn't. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't know. I didn't know what to do with that as far as, like, thinking whether or not that was uh, just a convenient thing. Right. Or whether she truly couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Or I was, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. But what, I mean, it's just, it, so many aspects of this story are just so heartbreaking mm-hmm. to think about putting yourself in the shoes of a mother whose yeah. son is kind of a monster, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so that was one of my questions for you. Yeah. What was the most... Um, either awe-inspiring or memorable or uh, maybe just interesting episode or story or thing yeah. that happened in Louis' story. Um, I thought a lot about this because it seems like every part of his story is just amazing. Yeah. And it's like how can you choose one amazing story over another? Like it just, there's so many. And I feel like throughout the whole book, you really saw the hand of God working in his life and just calling it like it is there. Everything that he went through was miracle after miracle. And I know you can look at that differently. Like, wow, what bad luck to be sleeping when, you know, when your boat comes up to this island that is Japanese-occupied. But I feel like God walked them through the hardest situations and 
was constantly giving them ways out or like blessings or, you know, it's just these miracles that just kept happening. Yeah. Like, why weren't they eaten by sharks? Why weren't they filled with bullet holes from the Japanese, you know, shooting at them? Or from Why the first did there... time in the plane when the that, that plane was yes. shot up so much yep. that everybody was like, I don't know how you flew this home. Mm-hmm. And he literally, I don't think he had a scratch on him. He might have mm-hmm. had a little like mm-hmm. scrape or something. I can't remember. Or but it was how like, did you get here on I think three Louis engines? Was the only... <laughs> or, you yeah. know, like. I think Louis was the only one who didn't have any kind of injury. Mm-hmm. Or at least not a major one. I don't know if Phillips did either. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he he, maybe he was. was Spared too. I can't. I'm, yeah. yeah. But just every single time, like, yes, he went through, he went through hell. Like yeah. he, you know, his, yeah. his torture, um, just unbelievable. But the fact that he had these men with him and, you know, it just, it amazes me what he went through. I just can't get over, yeah. you know, all the experiences that he had. And, you know, sometimes when things happen to us, like, you know, I know for a time I felt like Job. Like, Lord, why? Yeah. Why are these things happening? And... Like one on top of the other, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was crushing at times, the weight of it. But then you look back and you see, holy cow, this is why you did this. You know, this is why you chose this time mm-hmm. to do this. And it not only makes you more aware, it makes you more grateful. Yeah. Well, it feels like, um, for Louis and in your life as well, just each of them are like little nuggets of grace that mm. when we're before the throne, we'll get to be like, yeah, here's this that you did. Yeah. That we can be like, hey, I'm giving this back to you that you, this amazing thing that you did. Um, that was so hard at the time, mm-hmm. but now just feels like a, a pure golden nugget of grace, mm-hmm. you know? And it made me think about like that, the sermon, Becky yeah. was here, we listened to a, a sermon together at, at the Sunday and, um, Palm Sunday. And, um, the pastor was talking about, um, how there's a wedding coming and that there will be stories told of. The, the way that the groom, Christ, mm-hmm. loved us mm-hmm. and how well he loves, loved us and loves us mm-hmm. and from our time on earth. Mm-hmm. But even more amazing than that, because of course there's going to be stories of that, but even more amazing than that, that there's going to be stories of, thanks to him, mm-hmm. it's all him, mm-hmm. how we loved him. Mm-hmm. And so it just made me think about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I loved how he put 
that we're going to want to show how we loved Jesus. We're, we're going to want to have those stories to give to him. You know, too. And, and to think of your tragedies and your hard times as gifts to God. Yes. Like one day I get to say, like, you help me be faithful through this. Right. Or you are the one that is glorified through what happened right. with this. Right. Yeah. And Louis' story has that written all over it. Yes. Because... In every single detail. Yeah. Yeah. Is he still alive? You know what? I meant to look that mm-hmm. up and I completely forgot. I don't know. Hmm. I, he was alive in 2008 because it's mentioned. And I think the book was published in 2010. Okay. And so I mean, I'm he would be pretty He, he would be quite though. old. Um, so I'm assuming at the time of print he was still alive, but I don't mm-hmm. know about now. I would imagine yeah. he's probably passed away by now. Yeah. Um, but that just means that he's getting to do that. He's getting to hand back those stories of mm-hmm. how you helped me love you, mm-hmm. too. It yeah. wasn't just you loving me. Yeah. I got the chance to love you, mm-hmm. you know, through it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So what about you? Did you have a part that was um, inspiring or just? One that kind of keeps coming back to my mind is um, after they've crashed in the ocean uh-huh. and they're on these rafts, they've been floating for days and they've had almost nothing to eat. And they get to this area where they finally re- like everything becomes completely still Yes. And they start to realize they're in the doldrums. Uh-huh. They're at where the equator, you know, where the, the two currents have sort of each gone their opposite way. And they're yep. in the middle of that. Yeah. And so he Which says Which I didn't that, even think about, you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm-mm. That that would be something I would be running into eventually. Right. If I went in the right, you know. Right. Um, and so everything becomes totally still mm-hmm. the sea becomes like glass mm-hmm. and it's silent and he's looking up at this sky that's mm-hmm. just so blue and this water where he can like see down into it and a, a fish will jump and it'll like ripple mm-hmm. out and out and out and out and he considered that like a miracle mm-hmm. he considered that like kind of like a gift from god and he wasn't even a christian at right the time. right Although it says that he'd been praying a ton. Yes. So I think he was seeking. Yeah. But he he considered that like a, he, he was in awe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just kind of looked back and just took it all in and wonder and sort of. Yeah. Like, what am I in? What yeah. is, this is unbelievable. Yeah. It makes you think of like the um, verses in Revelation about, or not Revelation, um, Romans about, you know, being able to see God in creation and acknowledging that there is a creator. Yes. And, you know, he's bigger than you. Yeah. (laughs) So. So uh, even in the midst of this horrible, you know, like he's just there. Yeah. They're being worn down every single day and just the absolute boredom, I'm Mm -hmm. sure, of sitting in a two, you know, yes. two by whatever, you know, yeah. and in the middle of that, in the midst of this awful, all of a sudden there's this majestic mm-hmm. grandeur and awe. Mm-hmm. 
and how God just like entered into yes. that situation. Yeah. Through his creation. Mm-hmm. It's like he sent him a little, a little slice of heaven. Yeah. And I just love that scene. Yeah. I just think it's the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. And eventually later on in the story, when he's, he's back in the States and he's, you know, he's struggling with alcoholism, he goes to the crusade. Mm-hmm. And as he's sitting there, he remembers, I made a promise to God at yeah. that time. Yeah. I told God if he would get me out of this, I would serve him forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of swept that away after I got back to the States and everything, you know, everything kind of went back to normal. Right. Quote right. Um, and I, I, I didn't fulfill that promise. Yeah. And yeah. And the Holy spirit is just totally speaking to him mm-hmm. and like drawing him. And it's just, yeah, it, he, he goes back to that moment in his brain. Yeah. And I, I just absolutely loved that scene. I thought, Oh my mm. word, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I, I just loved it. Yeah. I have to admit like through part of the, the like it was once he became a POW and the bird was, you know, attacking, attacking, attacking. And it talks about, you know, the bird was sadistic and, you know, he would like get off on some of this stuff. And I ha- I was like, I thought this was a Christian book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And he's not saved. I don't know where a Christian book came from. <laughs> like, I was like, I have no idea why. Like... <laughs> But it just, I think for me, it was just so, like, every bit of it was shocking. Yeah. And, and I, I guess I didn't, like, I didn't know what I was going to read. Like, I knew that this guy had been through a lot, and I knew that he had a testimony. That's pretty much all I knew about the book when I read it. So, for me, it was, like, totally shocking and almost like I didn't realize this was what we picked, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of, kind of funny. That's so funny. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I did, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So with that being said, would you like to do reviews? Yeah, sure. So, or um, ratings? Yes. I mean. um, so I uh, I give it a Pete's. Yes. Um, Which is a five. I, it's a five. That's the, the highest ranking for us. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just, like, like we've said, I mean, just the redemption mm-hmm. of this, this man who has just come to the absolute end of himself time after time mm-hmm. after time and someone who if anybody would be able to just kind of keep going and be fine it'd be Louie mm-hmm. it's not possible right he this man who absolutely will not be broken he is mm-hmm. right. because we all are mm-hmm. you know and and he he is able to bow the knee mm-hmm. and worship. Mm-hmm. 
And I, it's just, it, I, I absolutely love his story. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I feel like he's just, he's, you don't want to call him like, like blessed to have been able to do all that. But in right. a way, he really, he really is. And I think he would have agreed with that. Yeah. I, I remember when, um, when I was sitting in the ER and I was, I didn't know that I had leukemia at the time, but the word had been dropped. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm sick, you know? Yeah. Um, and our brother Dan called and, um, he said something to the effect of Becky, you are going to see God do miracles and I'm a little bit jealous. And at the time I was a little annoyed um, because I was like, dude, I have cancer, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, but look looking back at that and he said it in a gentle way it wasn't in a, a rude or like you know it wasn't in a not obnoxious no it's not, not like, at all like hey you should you should feel great about be this. thankful be, be no thankful that yeah you, have, you know no he didn't he he didn't say it in that way um but you know looking back at that i think he was so right Like, I met God in ways that I would never be able to experience God by just being the faithful Becky that I have always been. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would never say that his story is, you know, he should feel thankful for it or that he's... uh, blessed if you want to use that word you know but I would say I think he probably has he has he has seen God in ways that we cannot comprehend yeah you know so makes me think of that line um the kids and I are learning hymns and so we yeah we, we sing hymns and Today we sang one, um, How Firm a Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I had never really noticed this line before, um, but once the kids and I started learning it, I just, this, this line just jumped out at me, um, that he will sanctify to you mm-hmm. your deepest distress. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and I'm like, what is this? Like, we use sanctify to mean like, like becoming more righteous. Yeah. And I think that's what it's supposed to mean there but I also like the idea of him redeeming mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. redeeming all of the pain to where by the end you go it was totally worth it it was mm-hmm. totally worth it mm-hmm. and and then that seems so and how can you even say unbelievable that? to even think yeah when you're in it right but by the end it's like having a baby by the end you're like right it was totally worth it yeah the, pain. The, the 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 benefit by far mm-hmm. outweighs the pain and the pain was nothing mm-hmm. to sneeze at mm-hmm. like it that he would that he's going to sanctify yeah. to us our deepest distress mm. 
and that that can be a blanket statement. It doesn't matter what the distress right. was. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Right. But, but that no matter how deep that distress is and human distress gets is so deep. deep. Yes. It's there. It mm-hmm. meets it there. Like he meets you there. Mm-hmm. His grace meets you there. His mercy meets you there. Mm-hmm. And that's what that. Well, that's what all of what you were talking about kind of reminds yeah. me. Yeah. And I, I just love that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> what do you? What would you rank the book? So, I think I would give it. I'm going to give it between a Javalia and a Peets. Here's okay. why. Peets, I feel like it was it was a struggle for me to read it. Yeah. So I feel like I couldn't give it a Peets. So like a four and a half. Yeah. Out of five. Yes. Okay. But I also don't want to give it a Javalia because I feel like the story was better than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just all the things that we were able to talk about and I was able to get through it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I would give it a, uh, Javal Peets right. <laughs> or, uh, Japeets. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you're, you're totally right. It, it's not an easy read. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so, I mean, it's the, absolute... it's almost depressing well, yes. in parts Wait, because yeah. oh, I'm goodness. just like, when you when you think it can't possibly get in, get any worse, it yeah. always does. Yes. Like they're in a raft. What could be worse? They right. have nothing. What could be worse? He ate all the chocolate. What could <laughs> right. be worse? The the sharks are jumping in. What could be worse? The rafts are strafed. What could be worse? They're drifting into Japan. What could be worse? I mean, it just keeps going. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, you're right. It's. <laughs> It's not always an easy read because yeah. you just uh, which sounds really like well it, well it wasn't fun to read you know like and I, I don't mean it that way yeah no I don't, no I don't not it you but, but it it feels like that when I say yeah you know yeah. that it was hard to read well of course it was hard to read it was about a man who died almost ten thousand times and well if you think it was hard to read uh, right try, try, try doing, doing it, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Louie might have the dogs. Right. But um, but you're right. It's it's almost at times like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, seriously? Can something, can something <laughs> happen? Can you give him a piece of bread throw or something? Throw him a bone. An <laughs> Literally. Bone. Yes. Please throw him a bone. I'm begging you and please don't make it a human one. It's a human one. Oh, no. No. But... I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. So yeah, it's, but yeah, by the end, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I love it. So I totally, I totally get what you mean. Book. I definitely, definitely would say that people should pick this book up and read it. Yeah, for sure. Even if you know the ending, even if you know the, the Cause story. Cause I feel like we went into a lot of stuff, but really we didn't. I mean, I trust me, there's so Which much crazy. more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, we had to do the bonus episode. I know, right? Bonus episode. Bonus episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, folks. We can't help ourselves. Um, so. So, yeah. Um, so, next time. Yeah. You want to talk about. Sure. What we're doing. All right. Switching gears here. So, we thought it would be fun 
to um, just talk about some of the books that we are reading on our own lately and to give some reviews on them and uh, just do like a little mini series on like what you're reading and what you love and what you think about it. So yeah, that's what we're doing next time. So it's going to be a little bit of a switch up. Yeah, it's going to be different. A little more informal chat. Uh, informal. What's more informal than <laughs> than what we're doing? What we're doing right now. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. Coming so your PJs. <laughs> just gonna, you know, just show up in your PJs. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd switch it up a little bit and just kind of have a little chat about some of that. Some yeah. of what we're reading. So yeah, join us for that next time on grounds for discussion. Where the coffee and the books are a perfect blend.